Amen. Okay, so today we continue our teaching and our study of the book of Daniel. We're in part seven. Um, if you're joining us for the first time in this series, you're welcome. We encourage you to get um, all the previous CDs and um, or download them for free, and God will bless you. In Jesus' name. Last week, we looked at Daniel, and you could say Daniel in the lion's den, and how God helped and rescued him, you know, in spite of all his adversaries and all the attacks on him. And today, we are kind of coming to chapter 2, you know, when chapter 6, we are now coming to look at chapter 2, and we'll be looking at, you know, um, what we, continuing the trend we started last week. The trend we started last week is the, is the capacity of the Christian to tap into the supernatural and make the supernatural work. And um, today, we're going to go um, into more depth in that. Sometimes, we find ourselves in places where the um, the repercussion is, is corporate and we are not necessarily guilty but because we are in that um, situation we, we get into trouble you know like Jonah the people in Jonah's boat you know Jonah was the guilty guy he was disobeying God running away from God but his boat the other people in, his, in the boat were innocent, but because of Jonah, the boat was going to um, capsize. Now, I remember in primary school, how many people remember things from their primary school? Is it only me? Okay, 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 fine, so I'm good. Now, in primary school, you know, we used to do all sorts of things, like pranks, kind of, you know. Um, we had this fan ice that was delivered to, uh, we have it at lunch, and, you know, it comes in this fan ice truck, so it's in like, like a cube, like this, you remember those, like yogurt and stuff, and by the time you finish drinking them, the empty can, we now fold it, and we, we step on it, and you make a sound, a light sound, you know, I mean, we were like, always doing it, including myself, but this day, you know, I decided not to be a bad boy. I said to be a good boy. And some guys just popped that thing. And from nowhere, the teachers showed up and they packed all of us. I said, I am innocent on this matter. You know? And of course, they didn't listen to anybody and they, they dealt with all of us. You know, uh, and the aftermath was not very pleasant. You know? Um, but my point is, at least on that day, I was innocent. Praise the Lord. Okay, you could say maybe it's all the, my sins of the previous, <laughs> of the previous time. But at least on that day, I was innocent. And sometimes, we find ourselves in situations where we are just a casualty of other people's, you know, sins or, or, or bad behavior, you know. How do we deal with that? That is the, that's the thrust of, of this 
of this story. How did God help Daniel to overcome that? So the first open question, we have three segments, the open, the study, and the commitment. The first open question says, when was the first time you asked God to unravel a mystery and he answered you? There was a mystery and you asked God to unravel it and he answered you. When was the very first time that happened to you? Anybody? I, I'm assuming it has happened to you more than once. I just want the first time it has happened to you. Who wants to go? Anybody? You've had a mystery, something very mysterious, and you know, you went to God and, and God actually um, solved the problem and, and, and gave you the solution. Who wants to share? And you know that. Okay, there's a hand there. Um, when was the first time you asked God to unravel a mystery and he answered you? Yeah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't know if it's a mystery. I was having my final exams and there was a very difficult um, lecturer that had promised us that A was just for God, you know, and... <laughs> There was nothing we could do about it. And the, the course was a bit complicated for me. I think it was the financial, economy, one of those things. And I just prayed to God. I said, God, you know my limitations. Just take me to where I need to read. So that once I see these exam questions, I, I won't be confused. Because there are graphs to draw. There are things to do. Let me just read this thing and get it. And I, I think that was a mystery to me. Because if another question had come out, I'm sure I would have failed. Exactly what I read. Amen. I just stayed on that page, and what I read was what came out. Amen. And that was how I escaped that course. So did you get the grade of God? I didn't even go to check my final exams, but I <laughs> went for service, I, and I passed everything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Praise the name of the Lord. So you must have passed. Okay, awesome. Um, the next question, or does anybody else want to share the first time? Okay, yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, my own experience was about the time that I, I just gave my life to Christ. And um, I think it was about a year after. And um, I was trying to do some business. I was waiting to go and serve and, uh, for my NYC. Uh, and um, I, was, I went into a business to get um, lumber to supply for export and stuff like that. And um, there was these guys that I paid somewhere in Oshun State. Yeah. I, I went there, I made the payment. They took me inside the forest where the lumber was. I saw it before I made the payment. Then they said they were going to bring it out to town so that I could take delivery. And one week, two weeks, I kept going, coming, going, coming. They were just giving me stories. So I just like asked God. I said, what exactly is happening? Mm. And I think I, probably that evening I slept... And it was like I had a vision of exactly what was happening in the, mm. bu in the bush there. Apparently, the lumber they went to show me was not mine. It was mm. government's own. Mm. They had felled it, but now government was chasing them around in the bush. It was like a picture. I saw everything mm. very clearly. So the next time I traveled back, they were giving me a nice, beautiful story again. I just said, stop. This is what is happening. Mm. I told them, and the man was more like shaking. Like, mm. how did I know? Mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Praise the Lord. So, can you describe a time, not necessarily the first time now, you saw into the supernatural? Anybody? Can you? You know, because sometimes, you know, we think supernatural is just a goofy kind of thing that for goofy people. Anybody? Okay. There's a hand there. And there's a hand there. Yeah. Let's, let's have you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, that was when I just gave my life to Christ also. And um, what had happened was that I was in a situation, but I wasn't very sure what to do. And God kind of told me what I needed to do. And I must obey. And he showed me what the repercussion would have been if I didn't obey. <laughs> and what that was was that my car was going to crash well. at a particular spot. Um, <clears throat> by the alternate route. So he told me what to do, that if you do not obey, this is what's going to happen. Then I did obey, and there was a timeline. It was like, it showed me on Monday and on Wednesday, if you do not obey by Wednesday, this is what's going to happen. You're, you are going to crash with your car. So I obeyed by Monday, and by Wednesday, that road was blocked. No access to that route anymore. Wow. So that means, if I don't know what happened, that's just right. ended all that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Awesome. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, when I, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, you know, on my bed in university, crying and praying, and as soon as the power of the Holy Ghost came upon me, and I prayed for several hours, it was like my eye was open. By yourself in your room? Yes. That was okay. how I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, um, Just like me. <laughs> my daddy okay <laughs> so um i saw um my aunt who has been believing god for the fruit of the womb at that time she'd been married for 12 years and god opened my eyes to see that she would have a son and a daughter um fast forward 12 years after it has happened wow then um i saw i had a roommate who excuse me who was um was SS. She didn't tell anybody. She used to hide it and she didn't look, you, she didn't look it so nobody would guess, you know. And it's like I saw her blood cells, the sickle shape, you know, and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, oh, she's SS. Mm. You know, and I woke up and I said, why have you been like, you're SS? Then the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see her mother. I've never, I mean, we were just in year one. I didn't really know her. I didn't know her family. Mm. But I saw her mom's leg and then God opened my eyes to see inside the mom's leg and the mom had arthritis, and I could see the disease. Oh. And it was like, oh, you know, her mom has arthritis. Pray for her. Amen. And to God be the glory. The following day, the mom said she woke up that morning, and arthritis was gone. Amen. And um, I also saw the church we used to attend. The Lord, God opened my eyes to see, the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see, you know, a cloud of darkness around the church. And two months after, I got a call, and I called my parents, and they were like, oh, the pastor was ministering and came down with a stroke while ministering, you know, and that, that church scattered, basically. So, that was my experience. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so, um, we are very conversant with the supernatural <laughs> in God's very house. <laughs> Daniel chapter 2 from verse 1 to 28, verse 36, then verse 46 to 49, Daniel 2, 
from verse 1. One night during the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had such disturbing dreams that he couldn't sleep. He called in his magicians, enchanters, sorcerers, and astrologers, and he demanded that they tell him what he had dreamed <laughs> as they stood before the king. He said, I have had a dream that deeply troubled, troubles me, and I must know what it means. Then the astrologers answered the king in Aramaic, Long live the king. Tell us the dream, and we will tell you what it means. But the king said to the astrologers, I am serious about this. If you don't tell me what my dream was and what it means, you will be torn limb from limb, and your houses will be burned into heaps of rubble. But if you tell me what I dreamed and what the dream means, I will give you many wonderful gifts and honors. Just tell me the dream and what it means. They said again, please, your majesty, tell us the dream. And we will tell you what it means. The king replied, I know what you are doing. You are stalling for time because you know I am serious when I say, if you don't tell me the dream, you are doomed. So you have conspired to tell me lies, hoping I will change my mind. But tell me the dream, and then I will know that you can tell me what it means. The astrologers replied to the king, No one on earth can tell the king his dream. And no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. The king's demand is impossible. No one except the gods can tell you your dreams. And they do not live here among people. The king was furious when he heard this. He ordered that all the wise men of Babylon be executed. And because of the king's decree, men were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends. When Ariok, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Ariok, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So Ariok told him all that had happened. Daniel went at once to see the king and requested more time to tell the king what the dream meant. Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Ananiah, Michelle, Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask God, the God of heaven, to show them his mercy by telling them what the secret, telling them the secret, so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, the secret was revealed to Daniel. 
in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. He said, praise the name of God forever and ever. For he has all wisdom and power. He controls the curse of world events. He removes kings and sets up other kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the scholars. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies hidden in darkness. Though he is surrounded by light. I thank and praise you, God of my fathers, my ancestors, for you have given me wisdom and strength. You have told me what we asked of you and revealed to us what the king demanded. Daniel interpreted the dream. Then, interprets the dream. Then, Daniel went to see Ariok, whom the king had ordered to execute the wise men of Babylon. Daniel said to him, don't kill the wise men, take me to the king, and I will tell him the meaning of his dream. Ariok quickly took Daniel to the king and said, I have found one of the captives of Judah who will tell the king the meaning of his dream. The king said to Daniel, also known as Belshazzar, is this true? Can you tell me what my dream was and what it means? Daniel replied, there is no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secrets. But there is a God in heaven. Amen. Who reveals secrets and he has shown the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your bed. Then he went ahead and interpreted and told him the dream. Then verse 36, that was the dream. Now we will tell the king the interpretation, what it means. Then he went ahead and told the king interpretation. Then Nebuchadnezzar threw himself down before Daniel and worshipped him. He commanded his people to offer sacrifices and burn in sweet incense before Daniel. The king said to Daniel, truly your God is the greatest of gods. The Lord over kings, a revealer of mysteries, for you have been able to reveal this secret. Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon. While Daniel remained in the king's court. The Lord bless the reading and the understanding of his word in Jesus' name. I mean, that's a fantastic story. Totally fantastic. Dreams are interesting. You know, um, we know from scripture 
that God speaks to people through dreams. Like we see in this scripture. However, a dream must be interpreted. Dreams are usually mostly require interpretation. Dreams mostly require interpretation. Many times, even when a dream appears to be clear, it still requires an accurate interpretation. And while there's a general symbolic representation in dreams, the mistake a lot of people make is trying to have a one-to-one mapping for the symbolic representations in dreams. For instance, they say, if you see coconut, it means, uh, what? If you see honey, it means this. If you see palm tree, it means that, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it, it, to go that route is, is to get into error because regardless of the general meaning of things, the specific meaning is still up, up to the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. A snake is not necessarily a good thing. Is it? But when Moses dropped his rod on the ground, what did it become? And when he picked it up, it became a rod. When he dropped it, it became a snake again. So, so what are you saying? So the point is, what is, the con- what is God saying about it? And that makes us reliant on the Holy Spirit and not on a body of knowledge that obviously is not accurate. But many times, we, we, we want to rely on a body of knowledge. We want to open a book. Okay, I saw three coconut trees. So if you see one beside the river, oh, that one was not beside the river. That one was, you know, you know becomes a scientific endeavor. Oh, uh, yeah, a research activity. However, it is a spiritual experience. And spiritual things can only be spiritually discerned. So when you have a dream, or you, you, you need to ask the Lord. You need to ask the Holy Spirit, what does this mean? What does this mean? What does this mean? Because they are usually in riddles or in hidden languages. God said to um, Aaron and Miriam, if there's a prophet among you, I will speak to them in dreams and visions, in poetic, prophetic riddles, but not Moses. I speak to him face to face. There is a big, huge difference between um, all that. You see that in Numbers 12, 6 to 8. Numbers 12, 6 to 8. Praise the name of the Lord. So when we have a dream, we should also be aware, as we've taught before, that dreams 
like the Bible says, can come from a multitude of business. Dreams can come from a multitude of business. <laughs> In other words, if you are preoccupied about something so much, you can actually dream about it. You can actually dream about it. A man came to the pastor and said, so pastor, God has spoken to me about the person I'm going to get married to. And, and, and um, the pastor says, oh, how, who is the person and how do you know? And he, he, he told the pastor the person, and, and the pastor says, no, it can't be that person. He says, pastor, I'm telling you, I had this dream three times. Same dream three times. When I have a dream once, it's short banker. Now I have it, I had it three times. I was going down the aisle with this lady on my right hand, and you joined us together. It was you that God used. Our pastor said, well, this woman, you know, cannot be the one. This pastor is the one. The pastor says, this woman is married. She has three children. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. <laughs> I am the Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know the I am the Lord story. I'm assuming everybody knows it. Okay, I don't know I am the Lord. Let me see your hand. So I would, I would know if I should tell you the story. Okay, most of you know it already. Okay, ask the people that know it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you see, I've seen people being afraid of, maybe they're afraid of Nigeria and the things that are happening. All they, they will have dreams. What are they going to see? They're going to see wars. I've seen all sorts of things. I said, oh, God told me. But I just keep quiet and I, and, I, and, I, and I smile, really. Many times, not all the time, obviously God speaks through dreams. Many times, dream comes from a multitude of what? Of business. <laughs> of business. You have a dream that you are working in a particular company, you really wanted to work in that company. It doesn't mean that is what God is saying. I'm not saying that's not what God is saying. I'm just saying you need to take, let the Holy Spirit interpret it. And many times when, (laughs) uh, let's go on. So question number one, what has your experience with dreams been? What has your experience with dreams being reliable, confusing, inconsistent, accurate. Who wants to share? What has your experience with dreams been? Yes, there's a hand there. And where? Okay. Uh, Okay, take one there. Take one there. Yes, tell us. Praise the Lord. You, you answered the next question. Hallelujah. Good evening, sir. Uh, um, good evening. I, I can say most of my dreams have been reliable and, um, uh, sorry, accurate and a bit confusing at times. So I, I'll share one from um, accurate and one from um, confusing. So about five and a half years ago when I just got married, as a matter of fact, on our honeymoon, the second night, I had a dream um, about 4 a.m. that I lost an uncle and um, one of his sons was in the dream was 
being very rebellious. He was acting out. And um, I woke up, and I and my wife prayed about it. And um, by, I think, 8 o'clock or 7.30, we had a call. Got a call that the man had died. That, no, about 8 o'clock. He had died that morning. He went for a meeting and he slumped. He said he slumped in the meeting and died. And fast forward to four weeks when the man was being buried. The exact um, situation that we had seen for the son that was acting out played out on the day of the man's burial. So that's for the um, accurate one. Then for the confusing one, I give an example. I had a dream as well um, about um, my son. and He was one of my sons, and he was throwing up consistently and pooing. I, I didn't get understand what the dream was. My wife had a dream like so, a few nights afterward that he had a bird um, poo on his head. And uh, fast forward two weeks later or thereabouts, God, we did it again service. You made a call about... Um, um, witchcraft and children. So that was a very confusing dream. I didn't understand exactly what it was, but with the um, affirmation or confirmation during the vigils, we got direction and God delivered the child from the attack in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah. So let's let the lady speak. The gentleman, you will answer the next question. Okay. Praise <laughs> yeah. God. Hallelujah. For me, my dreams, they I dream a lot too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I think uh, it's more like um, a warning. So sometimes it's it's uh, for something that is to happen. Right. You know, sometimes it could be like maybe a fight is going to happen. Right. Maybe. Uh, like, there was one I had recently. I was pushed from a great height, you know. And, and I didn't understand it, but I said it comes like a warning. Right. So I am conscious of how I deal with people right. and all that. And then the dreams, I, I can say they are reliable. And I can say they are very confusing, too, <laughs> most of the time. Because I've, I've had dreams before, and I didn't understand there was one I told you about. I don't know if you remember. No, I don't. Uh, yes, I thank God. You, I thank God you don't remember because I don't want to remind you. <laughs> you I saw you. I don't remember. <laughs> so that one is confusing yeah. about uh, being accurate. Uh, not all the time, really, but some dream they happen like a long time, and then like deja vu. And just yeah. recently, you are beginning to see yeah. things related. There was one more I shared with you, and you told me that I should not play with what I should not be playing with. That was all the dream. I know you don't remember. I don't remember. Then, so something was happening again. Honestly, something was happening yeah. again recently, and yeah. I was referred back to that dream. Right. And what I remember was what you said, don't play with what you shouldn't play with. Right. And also, I think my dreams come like a um, warning. Right. And sometimes God may be telling me something about someone, but I, I don't go to tell them, really. Because so, right. I don't go cause trouble. So that's it. Praise okay. God. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Now, I mean, it's, 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 it's a wonderful experience that God takes people through. I mean, you just need to sift it through and discern what the Holy Spirit is saying. Personally, I don't dream at all. I, I mean, I don't. I, I don't. God doesn't speak to me through dreams. I need to be awake. I don't know why. I need to be awake. Sometimes I see we are walking and, you know, but different experiences for different people. 
Okay, verses um, 10 and 11. Verses 10 and 11 says, The astrologers replied to the king, No one on earth can tell the king his dream, and no king, however great and powerful, has ever asked such a thing of any magician, enchanter, or astrologer. The king's command is impossible. May God use you to solve impossible cases. Say amen. Come on. In the name of Jesus. No one except the gods can tell you your dream. Hey, go and get it from the gods now. She that's why you're an astrologer and a magician. <laughs> you know? And they do not live here. In other words, we don't know how to reach them. We don't have their phone number. Now, what can we learn from this? Yes, sir. Well, what can we learn from this? Um, what we can learn is um, the scripture again. You should put it back on the screen. <laughs> Anybody else? Why they are putting up on the screen for him? Is there a hand there? Yes, there's a hand there. Okay, just be reading it. <laughs> we are coming. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I think what I can learn from there is that um, with the natural man, he just sees limitations. With the spiritual man, there are no limitations. Right. And um, the astrologers, they couldn't understand that right. God is actually walking with men here, right. even as children of God, we are like gods also. Absolutely. Yeah. But the question is, what was their usefulness? You know, which was why the king says, let me kill all of you. What are you useful for? You are supposed to be the ones that are connecting to the supernatural. Now you are telling me that it's only gods that know it, that their habitation is not among men. You are the one that is supposed to go and meet them and collect it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready now? Or we should skip? You answer the next question. Okay. Thank you. Question number 12 and 13. Uh, verses 12 and 13, sorry. Um, says, The king was furious when he heard this, and he ordered that all the wise men of Babylon be executed. And because of the king's decree, Men were sent to find and kill Daniel and his friends. Again, there's a hidden lesson here. What is it? Remember my story. What is it? What's the lesson? Yeah. the lesson here is um, sometimes when some people uh, do the wrong thing then everybody that is a part of that group will suffer with them just like you said at the beginning. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is, it is many times you see we think my life is my life. Many times we think oh it doesn't matter once I regulate myself I, I can snub everybody else. Um, look there are people's actions are going to affect you your actions are going to affect people. That's just how the world is wired, you know. And we, earlier we know that I'm beginning to 
um, realize that we need to uh, make sure that if there's a Jonah in the ship, your anointing is bigger than Jonah's own. Do you understand what I'm saying? In, in the case of Daniel, that was what happened, you know? I mean, it was, it was, they would have killed him. Obviously, he was a junior wise man. It was the senior ones that was called, you know, and they couldn't deliver. So they were going to just kill him because he was supposed to be a wise man, you know, and, and that didn't happen, of course. Um, next point, verses 14 to 16, it says, when Ariok, the commander of the king's guard, came to kill them, Daniel handled the situation with wisdom and discretion. He asked Ariok, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? So Ariok told him what all that had happened. Daniel went at once to see the king and requested for more time to tell the king what the dream meant. Praise the name of the Lord. What can we learn from how Daniel handled the situation? What can we learn from how Daniel handled the situation? Okay, your hands there. Um, my brother, are you, are you ready now? Yes. Praise God. Um, I think um, Daniel was a very interesting person and mm. always put together. Mm. And I think it would have to be about his relationship with God. Mm. You know, there are some times where we are surrounded with a lot of pressure and we lose control. Yeah. We focus on you know, the, the problem, problem and yeah. forget about our big God, yeah. you know. So I think Daniel was a focused person, focused on what the issue was. He applied wisdom and um, he was in control and um, he learned to negotiate. He negotiated the master his, negotiator. his um, deliverance. Right. And, and there's one thing I've also learned, we should learn to always negotiate. We should negotiate everything. Everything. Yes. Amen. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. And um, one thing that just struck me while I was thinking about it, when Daniel heard, he didn't um, go to start talking with his friends first. He spoke to Ariosh and then went to the king. Mm. And then after he took permission from the king, he went back to his friends. Right. You know, so sometimes we, we, we were thrown in situations and the first thing we do is to talk to everybody else right. around, you know, instead of us to sit down and really try to understand right. and, you know, seek wisdom on the next step. Right. before we start to broadcast what's going on. So that's a huge lesson for me. Right. So Daniel's, yeah, okay. So Daniel's life was at stake, but he was calm. He, 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 it was like there was a gun on his head, and it was still like, okay, you know what? How do we tackle this situation? He was not under pressure. It was not hysterical. It was not, yeah. Okay, um, just in addition to that, I think, that um, he did not panic. Right. Yeah, he did not panic. And because he, uh, panic basically kind of um, means hopelessness. <laughs> you know, you, you are totally given up. Right. But he went, among other things that have been mentioned, 
He went to the place of prayer. And prayer just confirms our hope in God, you know. Amen. So, I think it's something we should learn from that. Amen. Awesome. So, okay, there's a hand there and a hand there. So, let's have that first while you bring this mic. Tell us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When you read it initially, I wrote, wisdom and discretion goes hand in hand. Right. You're going to be wise. You have to be very discreet. Because if you're not discreet, like Pastor Nina said, um, not Pastor Nina, I'm sorry, the other person, you're just going to be talking without right. background just, information. Just blabbing, just yes. blabbing. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to be discreet. I mean, I'm, I'm very wary of people that are indiscreet, personally, you know. Um, yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Um, reading that passage, we see that... Um, when Daniel heard about the king's decree, first of all, he asked, he said, why has the king issued such a harsh decree? Harsh decree meant that there was panic in the land. Everybody. How can the king want to kill all of the wise men? But we see that Daniel opted to go and meet that same king. So there must have been a good relationship between Daniel and the king. Absolutely. Such that he could approach the king and ask for... Uh, to buy time Absolutely. and say, let's see what we can do. We can come up with something. So it's important for us, wherever we are, to have a good relationship with people either up above us or even right. below us because right. you never know when you are going to need to, to meet with them. Praise Absolutely. The Absolutely. I think there's a hand there. Yeah. Praise God. The, the lesson here for me was that Regardless of the situation, Daniel exhibited the same kind of confidence in God that he had when um, all the other issues came. Right. He did not change his disposition. He did not start to fret. But he was able to say, okay, I can take this position because I know that I can go to God and there will be a solution. Absolutely. You know, because I, I you know people that really know God is how they are under pressure. How they are when everything is falling apart. You know, that's how you know someone that is rooted in God. Because everybody's going to go through pressure. Daniel was, was on the hit list. And the hit list of the strongest king on earth. And he did not panic. And he says, let the king calm down. King, cool down. Give me some time. And I'll give you your answer. Wow. <laughs> You know, what confidence. Now, again, always, always, always buy time. <clears throat> you see, even if you know the answer to a crucial thing, even if the answer is on your lips, one of the tests, you know, I personally give people around me is even if the answer is on your lips, always think, don't be sure that what is on your lips is the right thing. Always use your brain. Think, always engage first. In the case of Daniel, always buy time. Always buy time. The allegation isn't a big deal. Even though you know that this thing is going to happen, buy time. Give me time to pray about this or to think about it. Time is an amazing revealer. Amazing revealer. You know, 
I told you, my grandmother used to say that you will know a thief in three days, and you will know you know which is seven days. <laughs> Every category of problem has different days to reveal. <laughs> okay, next point, verses seventeen to nineteen. It says, Then Daniel went home and told his friends, Ananiah, Michel, and Azariah, what had happened. He urged them to ask the God of heaven to show them his mercy by telling them the secret so they would not be executed along with the other wise men of Babylon. That night, The secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision. Then Daniel praised the God of heaven. None of us is stronger than all of us. None of us is more anointed than all of us. We need each other. We are stronger together. One of the exceptions of the enemy is, oh, you, I mean... You are anointed. I'm anointed. You are anointed. What do you know that I don't know? You know, it's a big trap of Satan. You know? And a lot of Christians have fallen bait. Um, I've eaten that bait. Daniel had friends. He had a live group, quote and unquote. What can we learn from this? What can we learn from this? Lessons are obvious, but I still want us to say it. My brother, you can answer that one now. It's very simple. <laughs> you don't need to read the text. Okay. <laughs> what can we learn from this? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, this um, scripture refers to the, uh, Moses when um, he was uh, raising his hand. And, yeah, you know, okay. This, what... And learn from this is uh, we should be able to have, we shouldn't be alone. Right. Even when during the prayer session, we shouldn't be alone because whatever we gather, when one or two people are gathered in his name, there is, he is. So we should be able to be in one accord. Amen. Other people. Amen. Okay. Your neighbor has something to say. Praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. Here, you need, I think. We need to surround ourselves with um, people that can, you know, influence us positively. Absolutely. Because you will just reflect the people that are around you, you know. Uh, Like Daniel had good friends around him, you know, so he could go to them. He could speak with them. So if you have friends that you cannot talk about the Bible with, I mean then you are in trouble because they just will not understand anything. Right. So, so having uh, the right group, like I'm in the choir group, for, for example, and it's, it's a strong place to be. Amen. You know, when you see us doing our thing together, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's very massive. Powerful. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. It's as big. In very big. And, <laughs> you know, we can come together and pull down mountains. Amen. You know? So you need to be in groups. They help you to grow spiritually. They help you to grow in character. And, you know, you learn to deal with people and things around you. So being around good people. Absolutely. 
So please, let me ask your neighbor, which group do you belong to? Oga, madam. Get, an, get a response, please. Get a response. Which group do you belong to? Okay. <clears throat> cool. Our next line says, dig the well before you become thirsty. They could go to God for themselves. They already had a thriving relationship with God. Daniel and his friends did not neglect God when they got to the land. They sustained the relationship with God. It wasn't when the problem came that they said, ah, my daddy used to pray. Our father said, let's go. And that was not when they started seeking God. They already had a relationship with God. And they could just go and draw on it and say, Father, we need help. Show us you are the God, the maker of the heavens and the earth. And, and like Pastor Dana was saying, even in our earthly relationships, dig the well before you need water. Dig the well before you need water. In, in our, obviously, our heavenly relationship, like in the case of Daniel, dig the well before the storm comes. Grow your roots in God because challenges are constant. Okay, next page. Is it the next page for you guys too? Okay. When the mystery was revealed to him, the first thing that Daniel did was to praise God. I mean, you know, let me pause here. Many times I've seen it. People, things, they, they see chinchini revelation. There was a chinchini. Chinchini revelation. They just run. Oh, I've seen this. I'm like, what is wrong with this person? Did you even praise God? Did you even spend hours dancing before God? Did you, have you spent hours interceding? I don't want to hear it first. How many hours have you prayed about it to yourself? Before you start going on the mountaintop. He praised God. We learn the following about God from the praise of Daniel. We learn the following about God from the praise of Daniel. The first thing is that God dash wisdom and power. God has all wisdom and power. He says, you have all wisdom and power. So we see from the praise of Daniel that God, please fill in the blanks. If you are joining us for the first time at Tribe, the blank is supposed to be filled. God has all wisdom he has all, not some, not most, not a lot. He has all wisdom and power. Amen. Second thing we learn from the praise of Daniel is that he does not only have all wisdom and power. Some people have wisdom, they have power, but they are inactive. He controls the course of world events. He controls. He controls. He's, he's in charge. You know, you may think that there's a lot of 
things going on around us, and there are a lot. You have Brexit. You have how is that going to affect trade. You have Naira dollar issues. You have Boko Haram. You have Fulani headsmen. You have uh, Avengers. You have Biafra. You have all sorts of things. But you see, E, God, is in control. He controls the course of world events. He doesn't just control the, the, the infrastructure of the world, the moon, the stars, the, the, the system, the rhythm of the world. He controls the events that are happening in the world. So it's one thing to have wisdom and power. It's another thing to use wisdom and power. There are homes, for instance, the husband has wisdom and power, but it's the wife that controls the event. When she says, sit down, he sits down. When she says, stand up, my friend, he stands up. When she says, jump twice, he jumps twice. When she says, you know, I mean, everybody's quiet now. What's going on? <laughs> Number three we see from, from that story is that God is so much in control, he removes kings and sets up kings. That's why nobody should be able to harass you. I mean, believe me, nobody should be able to terrorize you. And in the final analysis, who sets up kings? Who dethrone kings? It's God. And is your father. And go to him. He removes kings. He sets up kings. I mean, imagine. No, no, no wonder those boys were so strong. Imagine having this understanding of God. I mean, so crystal. In their, in their minds. That's why it was not shaking. That's why. It's like, give us some time. We'll, we'll solve this problem. Because they know the God that has all the power, that controls the course of world events, that sets up kings and removes kings. And guess what? This God is as, as, as awesome, as powerful, as engaged and, and controlling of events as he is, is secure. In himself, he's able to share this power with his children. He gives wisdom to the wise. He's not intimidated with you being wise. He's not intimidated with you having knowledge. He 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 gives knowledge to the scholars. He says, "You want to understand the arithmetic? Take it. You want to understand um, aerodynamics? Take it. You want to understand what?" Complex numbers, take it. <laughs> you know, at the in my in the in the church office, at Tuesdays is, is the day where we kind of do a meetings, you know, autopsy of everything that has gone on at the weekend, you know, and try and move the ball forward and all that. You know? 
And at the end of our meeting, we, we, we've been ending our meeting by solving math problems. So we've been, we've been solving complex numbers. You know? So maybe we'll be ending tribe with, with uh, calculus. I thought you would be clapping. <laughs> The pastor, don't even try it. I won't come again. <laughs> no, we will not. So, God gives wisdom. He is, you see, one thing about God is that He's so magnanimous. In that He knows, He knows Himself. He knows He's so big that He can. You want money? Take money. It doesn't make Him less of God. It doesn't make him bigger. It doesn't make him smaller. He's God by himself. I'm self-existing. You know, the more you are like God, the more filled with his character you become. So, he reveals deep and mysterious things and knows What lies hidden in darkness? Guess what? Even though he's surrounded by light, which is the next thing that should come up now. He reveals deep and mysterious things and knows what lies in darkness. Though he's surrounded by light. So do we have it filled? Verse 24 reads, Then Daniel went in to see Ariok, whom the king had ordered to execute the wise men of Babylon. Daniel said to him, Don't kill the wise men. Take me to the king, and I will tell him the meaning of his dream. What can we learn from that? What can we learn from that? Who wants to go? Yeah. Praise God. Um, two things I would say. Daniel un- understood hierarchy. Right. Now, he went to meet um, Ariok rather than going straight to the king. Right. And then he had the wisdom to know that even though he understood hierarchy, he knew what to tell who. Right. He went to see the guy, but he didn't tell him the dream. Right. He had to request to see the king to right. tell the right person. Absolutely. I mean, you just, just nailed it too. You know, in, in the first account, it appeared that Daniel just went to the king. No, because he was already with Ariok. So he went to the king, you know, because Ariok came to him and, say, and he just went to the king. So it was silent that he went, to, went with Ariok. You know, and this time around, when obviously they've given them time, and he was alone, and he had gotten the dream and interpretation of the dream, even though he had a relationship with the king, even though, obviously, the king knew him, even though he had gone to the king to ask for extra time, and the king had allowed it, probably based on their relationship, Daniel still did not jump the gun. You see, unfortunately, some, some of us, we think, Oh, I know the king. Uh, is it the king that I just were, I just came out of his palace now. You know, so who is Ariok? 
big mistake. Big mistake. And even at that, he didn't, like she said, tell Ariok the dream. He's a man of order. Verse 27 to verse 28, Daniel replied, there is no wise, there are no wise men, enchanters, magicians, or fortune tellers who can reveal the king's secrets, but there is a God in heaven who reveals secrets. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in the future. Now I will tell you your dream and the visions you saw as you lay on your, on your bed. What can we learn from this? Yes, sir. Okay, um, Daniel typifies for me what the identity of a, a New Testament believer is. I mean, it, it, the, the scripture says that um, God himself is the God of light, and in his light we see light. Um, a scripture that comes very readily to mind is um, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 10, where when the scripture says that um, the spirit of God searches the deep things of God. So, um, because Daniel had um, a good understanding of who God is, um, then he understood clearly that he could search the heart of God. And this, for me, is what a New Testament believer should be. Um, we have the Spirit of God indwelling um, us, and the Scripture says that we have not received the Spirit who is from this world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been fully given to us. So because we are spiritual beings, mm -hmm. um, we can solve mysteries, we can judge things, we can demystify mysteries and all of that. So it, it, it tells me basically who I should be as a Christian, as a believer, because Amen. I have the spirit of God living in me and I can search the heart of God on every matter as it were. Amen. Okay, so in addition to that, you see Daniel drawing the king's attention to God, you know, that there is a God in heaven. It is God, it is God, it is God. You know, some people, when they see chinchini vision or chinchini dream, you all, you, by the time they finish narrating it, you're like, oh, powerful man. Oh, what, you're a powerful girl. You know, nothing with God. It's all about you. It's all about your gift. It has nothing to do with God. But Daniel kept saying, you know what? There's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. There's no one on earth. Okay, verses 48 to 49. 48 to 49 says, Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon as well as chief over all his wise men. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be in charge of all the affairs of the province of Babylon while Daniel remained in the king's court. Now, Daniel teaches us a huge lesson here. What is it? Okay? Keep the hands up until you get it. Um, yeah. 
Um, wh what I can learn from here is that um, the king actually gave, sorry, Daniel told the king to actually appoint Meshach, Abednego, and um, the third friend, Shedrach. Shedrach. Because actually when, when he was in trouble and when the time when he needed people to fall back on, they were there. So I learned that we should always, when, when we get to that top, we should always remember those that were there with us, our Absolutely. family. Absolutely. And pull them along. Absolutely. That was a lesson. Oh, that was a lesson. Now, you know, it's also interesting that Shegak, Meshach, and Abednego did not say, ah, Shebi, we pray together. Let's follow you to the palace. You know, there's something like that. They, they must show up at the palace. Ah, ah, and where, you know, they stayed where they were. But you see, Daniel was also a faithful friend because, I mean, he, he knew, and that's the key thing about life, you know. On Sunday, we learned to share our rest. The key thing about life is none of us got to where we are by ourselves. None of us. Think, none of us. There are people that God brought through your path. Don't chop alone. I mean, this is in the good one. This is the good, don't chop alone, not, not, the, not the bad one. Praise the name of the Lord. So you, you have to re recognize and, and keep, you know, um, being a blessing to the people that God has used to help you, you know. Okay. We've done very well for time. I think we should clap for ourselves. <clears throat> Commit section. Commit to having a prayer partner, particularly from your life group. Go to your life group today, sorry, on Sunday, and, you know, just ask to be somebody's prayer partner. Can I pray for you about something? When they've given you what to pray for, now say to them, can you pray for me about this? That's how to be a prayer partner. You don't need to go with a form. So can you fill this form? Uh, just exchange prayer requests and everybody will pray for each other you know and that is that kind of relationship can be invaluable invaluable you know I've told you stories about seasons of my life you know because I've had people I mean that I can say look guys I need us to pray about this or you know can you just pray about this for me I'm also praying you know it's, it's, in, it's, it's priceless Totally priceless. Deuteronomy 29, 29 is our scripture that we will hopefully memorize. Let's read together. One, two, go. The Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all the times of this instruction. Okay, let's bow down our hearts as we bow down our heads. You know, there are a lot of things in this text that we have read. A lot of things that we have shared. Can we just talk to God about what we have heard? For some of us, we need to be patient. We need to be calm. For some of us, we need to pray for, we begin to dig our well with God so that it's not when we are in need. For some of us, yet, we need our friends. We need to have friendship with people. 
And you may be here, you're like, I don't have a relationship with God. Pastor, can you pray with me? Yes, I want to pray with you. You're saying, I don't have a relationship with God. Can I start the relationship now? Yes, you can. I don't have a relationship with God. Can you put up your hand now over your head? I want to have a relationship. I want to start. I've never had a relationship with God. Wherever you're seated and I'll pray with you. I've never had a relationship with God. I used to have one, but it's God bless you, sir. I used to have one, but it's in trouble. God bless you, sir. That is me. Keep the hands up. I'm going to pray with you shortly. You don't need to come forward. Wherever you are seated, keep the hands up. That is me. Put up that hand and we'll pray together. Father in heaven, yeah, put, it up. put it up your hand. Put it up well. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you. If you are online, the instructions are scrolling. We thank you for everyone you are drawing to yourself. We ask in the name of Jesus that you cleanse them totally. Help them start a real and a lasting relationship with you. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to this. I want to encourage you to share this resource with your family and friends. God bless you. Oh, Cosa Rata.